Welcome to the United Nations Career Journey Podcast, where we interview colleagues working for the United Nations all around the world. Our conversations explore their fascinating career paths, what career satisfaction means to them, and how they keep learning and developing on the job. My name is Petra, and today our conversation is with Irene Ischieta, who is a UN volunteer focal point for gender and human rights. Welcome to the Career Journey Podcast, Irene, and thank you for joining us. It's my pleasure to have you as a guest speaker on the podcast. Thank you, Petra, and yeah, thank you for this invitation and for thinking of me for doing this, and I'm very glad of being here. So let's start with an introduction. Would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Yes, yes. So yes, my name is Irene. I am from Spain. I'm 31 years old now. I am currently living, as you said, in in Guatemala, working as a UNB focal point on human rights and gender at UNAIDS Guatemala, which now is a multi-country office covering Guatemala, Honduras, and Nicaragua. And I've been living here in Guatemala for seven years now. It's only one year for, for UNH, but in Guatemala, seven years now. I worked before with Peace Brigades International as a country coordinator here and working uh, with uh, human rights defenders at risk because of, of their, their work on, on human rights. And uh, also previously, I worked also with human rights defenders in Mexico, in the in southern states of, of Mexico. Also, I worked in Colombia like, at the beginning of my my career and my background is I studied international relations and translation and interpreting a double degree in Spain and then I got the opportunity to study a master's degree at the Geneva Academy on uh, transitional justice, human rights and humanitarian law and yeah and that's a little bit my background and yeah who, who I am. Thank you for this introduction. Um, I would like to ask you, what kind of projects or tasks are you working on in your role? Yes, so basically in my my role, since it's a very, also it's a very small office here in UNAIDS Guatemala, so I am in charge of the projects that have to do with gender and human rights, but of course this is very wide. So for example, I'm involved in many projects that have to do with guaranteeing and promoting the right to justice and the right to access justice for people living with HIV and key populations, which means LGBTIQ plus uh, people, people in prison and uh, users of drugs because this is the like the, the key populations for UNAIDS as well. Uh, something that is very important maybe uh, to start with is that the projects that I am involved with are always in connection and supporting uh, social uh, civil society organizations that have this kind of activities and UNAIDS kind of uh, supports them and kind of uh, strengthens those, those activities activities, no? because uh, for UNAIDS and for UNAIDS Guatemala in particular, it is very important that the community-led response is key for the, for the national HIV response. So in my role, I am in constant uh, contact and coordination with civil society organizations and people living with HIV and uh, communities of uh, people living with HIV because they are key in what we do, no? and supporting them is essential for, for the mandate of, of UNAIDS. 
So uh, that on the on the right to justice. Also, for example, I I work with some NGOs uh, promoting the creation and the development of information about the human rights situation of, of people living with HIV and key populations because there is not that much data on, on human rights situation. For example, transgender women, do they have access to education? Do they have access to, to a proper job? Do they live in poverty because they are transgender women and they suffer stigma and discrimination? So or this type of projects that try to generate information on these topics. I also uh, support uh, those projects and contribute to them. Also, a very important part of my job is all the, the, the work on gender. Um, by working on gender, for example, we support the community of women living with HIV here in Guatemala, raising awareness, promoting a sensibilization on HIV, sexual education, because this is something that together with civil society, we have found out that is, is very lacking, mostly in rural areas, no? so promoting this kind of of sensitization, which is key for HIV prevention. We also support transgender women, LGBTIQ plus uh, civil society organization on this kind of, of, of projects, always uh, on the topic of, of human rights and promoting that. And also a very important part of my role is promoting all the activities that have to do with fighting stigma and discrimination associated with HIV and gender identity. So yeah, that's a little bit the scope of my job. And uh, then we have this kind of more internal uh, part of the job, which is contributed to a lot of UN initiatives by always trying to put the focus and the approach on HIV, on uh, gender diversity, no, and how this affects, uh, in general, uh, sustainable development and the goals of, of United Nations. So that's a little bit my work. Thank you so much. It's great to hear and to find out a bit more in detail what projects a role like yours in the field of gender and human rights entail. So I would like to ask you, you mentioned you are a UN volunteer, but how would you describe the mandate of UN volunteers to someone who is not familiar with it? Because you mentioned you work for UNAIDS, so uh, could you describe how does UNB fit within the organization that you work for? So for me, UNB is uh, the mandate in my own words. It is putting at the service of, of, the, of different UN agencies, funds and programs, people who is eager to contribute to human rights, to sustainable development, to gender equality, to justice, to peace building, no? so putting at the service of UN a lot of people who is really committed to, to work for these ideas and these goals. And I think it's a very important role but because UNB kind of is a, is a link for many UN agencies with these people that really wants to contribute and maybe sometimes like starting the career, for example, in UNAIDS uh, from the bottom, it, it might be difficult, no, because you need experience in the topic or because it, it might be difficult to reach out or to look for specific opportunities at, at UNAIDS, no, and other agencies. So I think that UNB is a very important entry point. And I think this linking uh, role of, UN, of UNB is very important. And I think is, is how I would describe the, the mandate of, of UNB. And then to answer the second part of your question, this contributes to UN 
UNAIDS uh, mandate and mission because UNAIDS wants to promote a sustainable development, peace, a human rights. So finding people that wants to contribute to that and wants to, to join the organization to contribute in different duty stations to that uh, goals is, uh, is very interconnected and I think it really matches UNB mandate with the mandate of UNAIDS and also with the mandate of many other agencies. So yeah, I really see a clear connection line and a clear relationship between these two agencies or, or the UNAIDS and UNB program. This is very insightful and I believe it helps a lot to understand the mandate of the different organizations and the links between being a UN volunteer on an assignment for a specific organization, in this case UNAIDS. Now my next question is, you know, by carrying out your role and having these responsibilities, how did your assignment help you to develop your skills, competencies or network? Yes, I think that's a really good question because I am completely grateful uh, about this, this opportunity because I'm, I'm learning a lot no, about myself, about the others, about also developing my professional skills. To me, in general, this is a learning opportunity and a development of my professional skills in the sense that I am, I, I, I am in constant contact with civil society organizations and I'm developing my advocacy skills because I need to, in many cases, advocate for them also in connection with government international cooperation agencies and international development agencies so UNAIDS also has like a, a bridging role between civil society governments no or an important actors in the HIV response so my advocacy skills are are developing no also I am developing my skills on being more analytical more critical with the information because because of my role, I have to use a lot of the information we have to promote uh, why it is important that this or that actor supports an initiative on stigma and discrimination. So also I am developing those types of, of skills. And in general, I feel very, I feel that working with civil society and specifically working with people that has to, that has a complicated situation and a challenging life because many different inequalities and barriers, I think that is a, always a, a learning opportunity because this is it's an inspiration for me. This is not new for me because I've been working with human rights defenders for a long time. Uh, and also I, I have had the, the chance to, to work with these people for a long time. But uh, working with people with HIV and key populations and LGBTIQ plus communities in Guatemala is is continuous inspiration for me. It makes me think, how can I use my, my privilege for that goal and to support the goals of, of civil society and of people living with HIV? I also, like the basis of my skills is that I feel completely uh, lucky to, to be with these people, to share with them and also to, to support them in a, in a way, maybe small, maybe sometimes bigger, but support them and, and promote these goals that are also my, my personal goals because I personally believe in justice, inequality, in gender equality. So it's also good, very... Um, I think it's a privilege to work in something that you believe in as a person. So that's also that answers to the question on how this uh, opportunity kind of develops my, my professional skills. 
That's actually amazing to hear that your daily work with the communities is your source of motivation. It's a really inspiring attitude towards uh, your job and perhaps others will find it inspiring too. Now, I would like to ask you, there are many UN volunteer positions and assignments out there. So which steps would you recommend to someone who would like to join UNVs as well? Any particular recommendations, resources, perhaps training? Yes, I always think that this question is difficult because I think that in all these uh, in all these opportunities, there is always the the lucky factor, no? By being in the right time, in the right moment. But there is a lot of different UNB assignments, as you said, in very different topics. But for example, talking about human rights or gender, I recommend to do trainings. There are many online trainings that are not necessarily uh, expensive or that maybe they are uh, free to do trainings on human rights. Or for example, if you want to work with refugees no so there are a lot of uh, trainings on humanitarian law on how to accompany migrants for example so i think that the, the training part sometimes is missing the question because a professional experience is very important but i think the training part is important as well because it shows that you also have a, a, an interest that goes beyond the limited professional interest of having a, a job uh, also maybe if if you are a in your career, no, and uh, you have the chance to do volunteering in your city. When I was in university, I volunteered with, with kids that couldn't live with their families and they were living in kind of uh, the, the state uh, refugees or, or homes. So I did that on a daily basis. And while I was studying in university in Madrid, so in my home country, it didn't involve traveling. Of course, if you have the chance to do volunteering in another country, that's great. But it can be also local volunteering in a daily basis because also that has a huge impact on your surrounding and on yourself. So I think that if you're starting your career, volunteering is a, it's a very good opportunity to kind of uh, walk in towards this, this professional sphere yeah that would be a little bit the recommendation and then also i think in my case it's a very particular case so i maybe it's not applicable for everyone no but in my case i got the chance to to come to guatemala for the first time and this i think it has been a a major moment in my career because maybe because i came to Guatemala to work in something very provisional and maybe not as well paid, no? But I came here, I did it for one year, and then I had the opportunity to link with, with other uh, jobs. That it, it was very uh, remarkable in my career, not like making the decision of, okay, I go one year to another country to do something I believe in, but in maybe in, in different conditions, I think that that was good too. Um, then I something that I, I recommend to friends that want to do something in UMB. Also, it is a question of how you tell to the others your experience, no? And how you communicate your experience. And um, farther than the CV and, and all that, I think it is important to communicate in the in the UMB page. And then also, if you had have the chance to have an interview, your commitment, your passion, I'm sure that what it has 
made me got the job in a way is that in the interview, I was super passionate about the role. It's something that I believe in. And I think that that was something convincing because it's true. I, I believe in, in what I do. No, CVs are very great. It's very, it's very difficult to communicate passion in a CV, but I think there are ways to, to do it. And also in the interview. So, so that could be maybe uh, another tip, but uh, reflecting a little bit on on my path. So that would be it. Wow, thank you very much for, first of all, the recommendations, but also for sharing your personal story on how it was a big step for you to move to Guatemala and how it shaped your career. I'm sure many of our listeners can relate to it. Sadly, our interview is coming to an end, which leads me to uh, the last question for today. The mandate of UNVs is all about creating change, volunteerism, and having an impact. But how do you yourself see creating that change? Oh, that's a very difficult question, Petra, <laughs> because it's very difficult. But um, if I picture myself you now in the future, I think that creating the change, it doesn't have to be something super big, but I think it's something that you work for in the daily basis. So, uh, for example, the volunteering thing or sometimes, no, in my work, of course, there are uh, fun things to do, like accompanying civil society organizations in a workshop. But of course, there is this part of the job where it's more administrative or like writing a super big report or there are those kind of things. But I think that making the changes for example, I see a, 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 the, the chance of writing a report or an analysis on something, and I think, okay, I want to, to really position the needs of people living with HIV or to tell the story of people living with HIV in Guatemala. So I reflect on that and I think, okay, I can do it, and maybe that is going to contribute to change some people mind uh, that the stigma and discrimination against HIV is not something justified, it's not logic, it, it really harms people. So how can I change that? So in the future, uh, outside UMB, you know, when this career opportunity finishes and my life uh, changes, I think that contributes to change uh, despite my professional uh, life and how that could be because you never know but it's contributing to change in a daily basis. No? Mm -hmm. And for example, I really believe in gender equality. So for example, contributing to change is having a conversation with someone that may have prejudices about LGBTIQ plus people. For example, in a country like Guatemala, sometimes that stigma is very present. So having a conversation with, with someone you know that might be kind of uh, with prejudice about it, that is contributing to change. So so that's how I see a little bit my my future and my role. Hopefully this continues in a professional basis, but if it does not continue in a professional basis and I have to walk dogs in the future, I will contribute to, to, to change by doing those little actions. And I know it sounds very typical and like, oh, that's so beautiful, no, but no. it's not true. But I really believe on that. Thank you so much, Irene, and uh, thank you very much for coming to the podcast. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you, Petra, and thank you for your time. And thank you to all our listeners. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that our conversations will inspire you to keep learning and advancing in your careers. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues and make sure to tune in for the next one.